doing that process of trying to get back together that it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. And sh- shortly after this relationship ended, Toba died. And when he died, I knew I wasn't going to go back to that relationship. Toba was very important to me and I didn't like the idea of being with someone that even in my most healthy, supported space had made me feel so unsupported that now that my brother was gone. Hello and welcome to Dating Done God's Way. I'm your friendly Christian relationship counselor, Tolu. I started this podcast after I began my journey as a single saved woman trying to navigate the dating scene in a godly way. And I've learned a ton since. Here I share tips to make it easy for you to date in a godly way. I've watched my clients navigate the dating scene, enter godly relationships and marriages, and even step into motherhood. I want to do the same for you. I know how hard it is to be saved and dating. Trust me, I get it. And I'll be sharing tips to get you started on your own journey to your own godly marriage. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single power-packed episode. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tolu. I'm your friendly relationship counselor. So today I decided to get personal with you. Now, if you want to hear more personal stories from me, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Make sure that you like this episode and also share it with a sister friend because I believe this is going to help her. I'm going to be talking to you about my first heartbreak. And the reason I decided to share this with you is because I want you to understand that you are not the only one if you're currently going through a heartbreak that has gone through this. Your experience isn't isolated. You are not going through a process that other people cannot identify with. I really want you to get this. And I'm really excited because Dating Tamari is opening very soon, literally in a couple of weeks. So if you want to be one of the clients I've helped transform in terms of how you approach the dating scene. So you attract quality men and you date them and you are able to identify and know and step into the right marriage for you. Make sure you're on that wait list because I'm only working with five women. Once those doors open, they will close as soon as those spots fill up and you will have to wait for the next dating to marry cohort to open much later in the year. Also on the wait list, I'm going to give you a very simple guide that's going to show you ways to identify the right man for you so you don't make any more mistakes. So I wanted to talk to you about my first heartbreak. I'm going to be as transparent as possible in this episode because I want you to learn from my mistakes at that time. And I also want you to know again, you are not alone, sis. This is going to be an episode where I'm just going to share my experience dating this person, what I learned through that process and how it taught me about myself, what I wanted, needed, and what I would no longer tolerate in a relationship, and basically how it just transformed my approach to dating. Now, what I want you to do, based on listening to this episode, is really look at touch points for where you currently are, what you want to change in your current dating cycle, and the stages that you have experienced in relationships. I also want you to consider if the person you're currently with, if you are engaged or in a relationship, is in alignment with what you want for yourself, what you see in the vision God has given you for yourself maritally, and if there are any points that need to be clarified between you and your partner. 
So make sure that you are sitting down, you're really in a position where you can absorb and look at this episode reflectively and share it with a sister friend. Yes, that sister that has just come to mind. I want you to share this episode with her. Okay, so let me start sharing my story. Now, the first heartbreak I had was my first actual relationship. You could say I was naive, I was innocent, I was very ready to give love as you are, you know, when it's the first time you've been with somebody that you are serious with. I was very ready to give love and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but I wasn't particularly sure how it should look like when it's being given to me. And that was a serious problem. I was in a place where I was insecure about my worth, you know, because I had taken my identity from how society defines women. And you understand what I mean by this. Culturally, there's this pressure um, in terms of, oh, as a woman, you have to look a certain way. You look at music videos, women look a certain way. You look at movies, women are of a certain type and category. So that had affected the way I viewed my worth as a woman and how I was growing into my identity as a woman, as I'm sure it has for you and a lot of you know, sisters, like we call ourselves in wife and waiting, a lot of sisters that have come your way and, and are in your life. And it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate point of society that we really have to consciously make an effort to transform. But, you know, it made me uncertain about what a healthy relationship actually looked like, because I remember this was during my years in university. And there was a very unhealthy dating culture of one night stands, just getting with anybody, just having fun, seeing what happens, going with the flow, not thinking at all <laughs> before doing or um, making a decision that you would potentially more likely than not regret in literally a couple of hours or at least in a couple of months or years. Um, and, and just discovering you know there's a very unhealthy culture in university when it comes to dating of just hooking up seeing what happens and just you know living the life is is this bad i don't think so to be honest with you um there's definitely a space for that kind of energy i believe that it's important that in life you gather experiences and that's why you know as a relationship counselor i like to keep things extremely practical with my clients I do believe your journey is unique to you. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of space. I think that there is a, there's a time and a place for you to explore yourself in that way. And I did. But I do remember that before I met my ex, I had explored that space and I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like the kind of woman I was becoming in that space, how men were treating me in that space. So I decided to stop. I was like, you know what? This is enough. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I stopped participating in that whole culture of going with the flow, whatever the flow is for that particular day, night, week, month, year. Just I, I, I just decided instead I wanted something different. This this isn't working for me anymore. Um, not sure what that different was going to look like at the time, but I knew what I didn't want anymore. And that's when I met my ex. Okay, shortly after making that decision. So yes, God listens very closely. And he's just waiting for you to get into alignment with the universe so you can receive. And um, if you follow me on Instagram at Fan the Flame, you know I say that um, it's not it's not because you're dating somebody that God wants you to marry them. People sometimes come into your life for a period of time to teach you a lesson. And I believe my ex was one of those instances. 
I got what I was asking for in my ex, my ex at that time. I got a relationship where I didn't feel like I was just a woman or just a body or just filling the space um, of that person's desire for, for, for being with someone. I felt like an actual person. Um, that's, that's, that's why me and my ex started. That's how we started dating. Initially, our relationship was great. It, it, it was. It was like being on some sort of high. Okay, I'm sure you can relate to this. Um, when you're with somebody and it just feels like everything is connecting on so many different levels at once. It's addictive. I loved the way he paid attention to me and he fully represented what I wanted in a partner at that time. In fact, I remember when I initially met him, um, he had come up to me and I wasn't sure, but then something in my spirit just said, but this is what you've been asking for. Literally, I remember that moment. And so I went with it. Someone I could be free with, someone I could be intimate with. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. Be intimate with, give love and feel compatible and supported by I cared and loved him a lot. Um, I'm sure you can understand this as well, ladies. When you love your partner and at some point the relationship becomes lopsided because you feel like you're giving so much of yourself and getting very little in return. Yes, that's how the relationship started to progress. Um, did he care for me? Did he love me? I believe in his own way he did, um, you know, during that time that we were together and we, our relationship was going really well. But also, I was unsure about what love should look like in a healthy way. Okay, I had been watching, again, back to society and culture. So please, let's, you know, pave the right path forward for our daughters. You know, in Wifing Reading, I'm very conscious of the fact, and I remind my sisters, you are the change in your generational pattern. So, I, you know, I want you to understand this whole culture of movies and music, of how a healthy relationship should look like. It doesn't look like constantly fighting and making up. It doesn't look like a Prince Charming in shining armor coming to save you. It doesn't look like a man completing you, that infamous line from that popular movie. There's no such thing. And this culture of faulty representation of love in music videos, movies, TV shows, media in general, infected and affected how I thought I should show up in the relationship. So please don't personalize what you're seeing on media or on Instagram, you know, for bringing it to the present or on YouTube, all those relationship goals. It is not real. So please do not idolize it. So I thought this man was meant to complete me because I didn't know all of this at the time. So this is me letting you know ahead of time. Don't, don't, don't make my mistake. I assumed he was meant to save me, whatever that looked like at that particular point. I can't really remember, but I do know I, I expected him to show up for me in a way that would make me feel like he was he was covering me, right? And, and this was in situations where I should have been able to take care of myself. I gave him power that I should have given myself. 
the ability to determine what I wanted and go out and get it. I gave it to him. I, I gave him way too much power. I revolved my whole life around him and his decisions. And I regret it because I made some bad decisions as a result. And um, the reason I regret it, I definitely learned from it. But the reason I regret it is because it cost me time that I would have spent with somebody that I love so much, but isn't with me anymore. And that's my brother. So it cost me that time in the sense of I, I over-prioritized the relationship. I over-prioritized it. And I take full responsibility for that. But again, I'm a fast learner. <laughs> I don't repeat class twice in real life. <laughs> and um, academically, professionally, I don't take, I don't do that. I'm a very fast learner. Um, so I learned. And I definitely never made that mistake again. So anyways, I loved him in an unhealthy way. I gave him too much permission and I didn't give myself enough power. And I'm not sure he knew how to handle that. And that's not his fault, right? We fought a lot, as in we fought a lot. And it was constantly back and forth. And I'm sure you understand what this looks like because if you've listened this far, you definitely have been in this situation one too many times. So as a result, I started to feel, I mean, what do you feel in that situation? I felt more and more disrespected, felt taken for granted, felt powerless, felt alone, I felt unheard, I felt misunderstood. Until it had literally reached the brink. And I remember during this time, I was sharing with a friend because I really wanted this relationship to work. I remember she told me, Tolu, you know when you've had enough. That was all she said, but that stuck with me. because. Everyone was telling me at the time, because I was really trying to make this work, that when I say everyone, it's not like I broadcast my relationship. I mean, those within my intimate circle, those that, 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 that I have connected with in a way where we are transparent with ourselves on our journeys, right? Through life, love, and everything else. They were telling me that this isn't healthy. But this friend, she reached me because she said, when you've had enough, you will know. No one will tell you. And I strongly believe she was sharing from what she knew because she took, she she said that to me based on this particular line of conversation. Now, I had reached that point. And the trigger for me was Toba. And Toba, if you don't know, Toba is my late brother who I still love more than life itself. Um, and I spoke to him and for him to see me in that state of brokenness after my ex and my editor were going through another period of misunderstanding that that was too much for me that that was it that that was just it because you know Toba to me was more of a priority than myself in ways at the time I didn't understand but he was the trigger now my ex didn't support me took me for granted I definitely enabled that behavior was it all my fault no I'm trying as much as possible to balance the scale in this episode because I want you to understand that both partners are always responsible for whatever happens in a relationship good and bad and we both have taken full responsibility for how the relationship played out but I do believe it taught me a lot about what I didn't want in a relationship I also didn't like and this is me just sharing, so I may touch and go on some areas. So I also didn't like the way the relationship was no longer a priority to him. He had under-prioritized and I had over-prioritized the relationship. And that was a very serious problem. 
does that resonate with you? Because, you know, when that happens, it always feels like you're off balance. It always feels like the relationship is tumbling and you can't stop it. And this wasn't a situation where it just, it was just one incident. This was a constant reality. I remember communicating this to him numerous times and feeling less and less heard and less and less understood every single time. I'm sure you can relate with this. And please let me be clear so you get this. Sometimes your partner will be busy for a period of time. And I have a course called Biggest Mistakes with Men. It's a self-study course. If you want to get it, the link is in the show notes. But it really shows you some of the mistakes you're making with men. Um, and it breaks down when a man is going through you know, a season that he's just busy as opposed to he is just never going to have your time. So when he's busy for a period of time, I'm going to share with you here quickly. That's a condition. That means that it's influenced by current circumstances. But when it becomes a pattern, that's his character. That is very different. And in this case, it was his character. And speaking of character, he changed. Um, he changed a lot. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. I'm sure I did as well. Okay, I'm trying my best to keep the skills balanced here because this was a relationship that taught me a lot. And like I said, I really want you to use it to help you where you currently are on your journey. But the way he changed didn't mirror the man I had fallen in love with. He... I distinctly remember the moment I realized this. We had an argument and I just looked at him. I have the memory of an elephant, by the way. All my friends know this. I remember everything. Literally, I remember everything. And why I'm grateful for that is because, you know, like I said, I lost Toba. Um, and now the memories that I have with my brother are so, they're the most valuable memories. They are so precious to me. So I'm grateful that I have that ability to remember things long after they have passed because of that, because I have access to what I shared with my brother when he was still here. And going back to the relationship, um, I do remember the moment that I knew this man is not the man I had fallen in love with. And I believe from that point on, I had started to emotionally withdraw, come to think about it. Um, but at that point, we had an argument and I looked at him and it felt like I was looking right at a stranger. I didn't see the man that I had built memories with, that I had already planned a future with in my head. I just felt like I was looking at a stranger. Also, he didn't take me seriously when I started to share how uncomfortable I was feeling with him. I'm a very vocal person. Um, when I care about you I will let you know it may take me a while but I'll get there um, I've definitely gotten better with this over the years 
But the the interesting thing is, I didn't know this about myself yet because this was my first real relationship and this was the first person I cared deeply about. Um, but I remember I was constantly telling him how I how I felt, and that was because I just felt this urgency to share because I felt like if this isn't attended to. I am going to opt out of this situation because that's what it was starting to feel like. The relationship was starting to feel very wobbly and I really tried my best to share it with him. Just kept shutting me down. Not directly shutting me down, but indirectly. You know how they do, you know, by he would dismiss the conversation, he would postpone it, he would turn it on its head. In hindsight, it's probably because he wasn't ready to talk about it or he was trying to avoid it. I also believe and this is something I share with my friends and I'll tell you. I also believe that men function based on their past relationships with women. So I don't believe that when you meet a guy, you're dealing with just the way he's going to relate with you. You're going to also have to deal with how the last woman treated him and how he's either going to value you or take you for granted in that situation. So I felt like I was dealing with a lot of baggage that I ha- I was not responsible for in terms of the disrespect I was getting. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. The point is we weren't able to have those very important conversations and that was a huge crack, another huge crack. So I want you to use this as markers. I've talked about how, you know, he under-prioritized, I over-prioritized, how I was giving him too much power and not giving myself enough permission. I've spoken about how um, we didn't have the pivotal conversations because he never wanted to. Um, I've also shared with you on how it made me feel less and less hurt and, and more and more misunderstood. So I also want you to think about where you are at and how this relates to you. I wasn't perfect. I keep thinking this because I want you to also understand, and this is important, what you are responsible for in your relationship. I wasn't perfect either. And no one is in a relationship. There's no such standard. Another key mistake I've mentioned, in case you're taking notes, is putting too much priority on Instagram relationships, YouTube relationships in this day and age. But back then for me, it was movies, music, TV shows. They had subconsciously influenced me, popular culture. And none of that is real. Okay. I wasn't perfect. Okay. I was an anxious partner. I assumed. But my anxiety was driven by the fact that he was an avoidant partner. And there's this really great book called Attachment Styles. I would recommend you read it. Um, and it really breaks down the different styles of people in relationships. You're either a secure partner, meaning that you're emotionally balanced. You're an anxious partner. In simple terms, you're clingy. You're an avoidant partner. In simple terms, you confuse intimacy with a threat to your independence. So at this time, I was an anxious partner and I was dealing with an avoidant partner. I assumed a lot on his behalf. I could argue, I could argue over the less things. I had this very unhealthy habit of looking at the litless things and arguing over it. So I definitely didn't provide him with a peaceful space to allow him to express himself without doubt or uncertainty. And I own that mistake. But he also didn't encourage me to be able to trust him with my vulnerability. And that made me anxious because anytime I did that, I felt like I was losing ground in the relationship because he wasn't respond, he wasn't responsive. And he wasn't responsible for his role as a partner in showing up for me um, at all in, in the relationship. It felt like more and more of him was missing and too much of me was present in the relationship. It's important you're able to look at what you did right and what you did very wrong. 
So your husband or your wife, depending on your gender listening to this, doesn't have to experience that same character trait. And that's why I really did the work of looking at what I was responsible for, because I definitely didn't want that to transition moving forward with my partner. Um, so that's why I looked at what happened with my ex. And you definitely don't want your boyfriend, your date, your fiance, or whoever you're with, or whatever stage you're at, as you date, to experience that character trait either. So I'm not a per- I'm not a person that believes take me as I am. No, you are constantly evolving as a person. So do the work. Now let's go back to this um, relationship. And at this point, if you're still listening, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and please get on that dating smiling with this because this program is for you. Um, it's going to really help you to understand patterns, your history, and how that is affecting your choices as you do, which is ultimately going to affect how you get on the right track to meet your husband. So I sacrificed more than I should have in that relationship. What I mean is I made premature sacrifices. And this is why I never encourage my wife and waiting sisters or my dating to my clients to assume or to pre-commit. I've made that mistake. It is, it's, it's a terrible one. <laughs> and I break this down for you in the Dating to Marry program. But then I also want to say that the right partner will be able to work through this with you. There will be sacrifices on both sides. In this particular relationship I'm describing, I felt like I was definitely the one sacrificing a lot. Um, I didn't feel like he was sacrificing on my behalf as well. And it's important that your partner, this is just a side note, it's important your partner understands what you're sacrificing for them. So you don't feel like, you don't feel resentful, you don't feel regret. You communicate what you sacrifice for them and, and let them also, let them know how you want them to show up and sacrifice for you. Um, that dynamic was definitely missing with my ex. It's important that you are working through it. Um, what I mean by this is you, you work you work through your issues, okay, and you enable your partner to be able to do that work with you. I don't think I even knew how to do that at the time. I definitely was figuring this thing out as I was going because it was my first real relationship, but I definitely don't even think that was an excuse. I mean, couples that dated since high school worked it out. It just was the fact that I wasn't with somebody that this was working with, okay? Um I took the time to go over what I wanted to do differently moving forward after this ex-relationship. And I definitely stopped repeating a lot of the mistakes I've mentioned here. And that's what has really enabled me to help so many women um, get into the zone where they are now dating healthily and getting married and building their homes as mothers, wives, and you know, business women in a way that is healthy and fruitful for their not only their husband and their their marriage, but more so their their lineage. Okay. I also know, like I said, couples have worked this out. So please don't use my experience for all situations. That is definitely a bad idea. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. Let's get back to our episode. I share this with you to just let you know heartbreak looks different on different people and it's possible to reconcile. It's not always healthy. 
it definitely is recommended that you take some time apart before you come back together after considering all the options and that looks like the healthiest route. Definitely. I know couples that have done this and they're very happy together now. It's just in this particular experience of mine, it didn't work out that way. But do not use my experience to speak for all experiences. Now, me and this person dated for a while. And I honestly thought we were going to get married. Um, I really thought so. Now, let me tell you spiritually where I was at at the time. At the time, I wasn't close to God. Um, would I say I didn't pray to God? Absolutely not. I was prayerful in the sense of having conversations with God, but I didn't know him. Okay, I didn't know him. Now I know God very well. Then I didn't know him. I wasn't really spiritually awake um, as much as I am now. But let me tell you, God definitely took away any peace I had in that relationship. He, he knows how to do that very well. And I'm sure you can identify with this. And you can just shoot me an email letting me know your own um, heartbreak experience and how God really got your attention. Because let me tell you, he definitely got my attention. He made it very clear to me he didn't want me to be with my ex. I may not have fully understood that at the time, but looking back, I can see all the signs in 3D. Like, it is abundantly clear. But I also remember God made it clear that he didn't want me to be with him in ways I could understand at the time. For one, Toba wasn't happy with the woman I was in the relationship. A clear sign for me. Toba is always a trigger for me. I was always confused. And when I say it's a, he's a trigger, anyone you love is a trigger. Okay, so I'm not, I don't want you to think of it in a negative way. Toba is a, it's a healthy trigger for me. And he constantly, in fact, why I do this started from my love for Toba. Um, and if you know my work, you already know that I always talk about my brother. So I didn't like the woman he was seeing in me based on the relationship I was in because it was very important to me that my brother had a positive representation of what a young woman in a healthy relationship looks like. And I wasn't being that young woman in a healthy relationship. So that was not, that was not something I was happy about. So that was a clear sign of how God got my attention. I was always confused, conflicted, and felt taken for granted. Another way God got my attention, another clear sign. My ex stopped wanting to talk to me about the future. He became more distant. He would, his conversations became shorter. Another clear sign. He always avoided conversations that were real. For instance, when next are we seeing? Because we had started off being in the same space, but at some point, long distance became involved. And this is why I tell my clients, at some point in your relationship, long distance will be involved. So don't just lie to yourself and say, oh, there's never going to be distance. You don't know where you're going to be with that person in 10, 20, 25 years. They cannot tell you. Life happens, career changes happen, professional opportunities come your way, children get into the picture. So distance will factor into any relationship. Literally ask your parents if they're still together the longest time they've been apart. But I can guarantee you, even if it wasn't very long, they have been apart for a period of time. So anyway, um, he would just avoid conversations like that. Another way I knew God didn't approve is to share unhappiness I felt being with this man. I was just unhappy. Like I had gone from being very happy, very healthy. I was literally glowing in the relationship. And this is why I say when a woman is happy in a relationship, you can tell she glows. We are like flowers. We bloom. But I was wilting. Um, and that is how God let me know that this wasn't the man for me. I wanted it to work so bad. I literally tried everything. I am a very determined person, but it just wasn't working. I also felt like I was the only one in the relationship, like I said. So I, 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 I'm saying all of this to help you see God actually talks in ways you will understand. You're just refusing to listen. So stop 
looking at your spiritual leaders, your pastors, your parents to guide you. God, God is telling you just by how you are showing up and what you are seeing in a relationship and how you're interacting with that environment, what he wants you to do. So let me continue what happened. I remember at, at, at the point where I decided I had, had enough, I called my mom and, you know, I spoke to her. My mom and I have, have, have a very close relationship. Um, I don't talk a lot <laughs> about my relationship with my mother, but we have a very close relationship. Um, so I spoke to my mom and she put me on the phone to Toba. My family is very close. So I got on the phone to Toba um, after my ex and I had another fight. And Toba had hardly seen me that upset and crying. And I was so angry with my ex because this was not a situation I wanted my brother to see me crying in. I did not want this. But here I was crying. And Toba was consuming me. <laughs> that was it for me. Like, I was done at that point. I was like, no. I am so protective of my brother. I did not want him to see. Like I said, I wanted him to have a positive example of what a young woman that is strong, that is independent, that is healthy, and in a supportive relationship with like. And this wasn't it. So my anger and the final straw for me was him not him having to console me in that situation. After that, I, I was done. I tried calling my ex after talking to Toba to at least break up on a call to give him that respect. But this man disrespected me. He cut the call. That was another standard that had become normal in the relationship that since today I cannot stand. I don't like disrespect. I don't like any form of disrespect. I can't stand it. So I texted. I just texted him. And I gave him my reasons and we broke up. Did we try to work it out? Absolutely. Yes. So when I tell you that, you know, maybe you've broken up multiple times. Maybe you, you are afraid to break up. Breakups are healthy. Okay. It, it, it pushes the relationship forward because it forces you to look at the cracks. So we tried to work it out, but it became even clearer because the cracks were just so many during that process of trying to get back together that it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. And sh- shortly after this relationship ended, Toba died. And when he died, I knew I wasn't going to go back to that relationship. Taba was very important to me. And I didn't like the idea of being with someone that even in my most healthy, supported space had made me feel so unsupported that now that my brother was gone, I knew for a fact that this man wasn't healthy for me. And, I, and, 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 and regardless of how much I wanted it to work, I just knew it wasn't going to. And if Toba was involved in any decision, he was a priority. So if I was struggling to let something go and you put Toba in that mix, I would drop it so fast, you wouldn't even know I was attached to it because my brother has always been a priority to me. And that's what happened when Toba passed. My complete focus and attention went to my brother. He had my undivided attention. Nothing else mattered, literally nothing. So after that, working it out with my ex was literally impossible. He couldn't reach me. I wasn't open to the relationship again. There was literally no space for that to happen. And I also remember that God came to my life when I lost Toba. And I talk about that in my first book, Gift of Grace. Um, that book really goes into detail about my experience grieving 
you know, the, the relationship I had with my brother, um, and how I transitioned into this space, really the, the beginning of, of what I now do, which is, you know, counseling on relationships and, and showing you how to date in a way that leads you to the marriage God has for you. All the details will be in the show notes. But God came strongly and heavily and potently into my life. And Toba had my full attention. Like nothing else mattered to me. So my ex literally didn't have access to me emotionally anymore. I did not even, he was, he did not come to my mind at all. Like he was just gone. I was just thinking about my brother, thinking about how to support my family, dealing with the grief. I was overwhelmed. And spiritually, I was curious because that was when I started to sense the presence of God very healthily. I said very healthily, you know, very, very potently. I could literally sense God. I could, I could, I could, I, 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 my, my spiritual gifts just became very awake. When, when, when Taba passed, a lot of, a lot of things that I didn't know I could do just, just were, came, were shocked into my life. Let me put it like that. And I was coming into a different version of myself that I couldn't afford to get distracted from, from, from where I was going by, by, by a past relationship or anything really. So that, that was not happening. That's how that relationship ended. Do I regret it? No. It, it was after being with my ex, I started to really understand the danger of not knowing your value. And I learned so much and you can thank him for the work I now do with you. Because I, I, it made me very empathetic um, to relationships with where women, you know, are feeling stuck, they're feeling lost, confused. Because I understand, I've been there, um, and it really put me in a position to be able to understand and help because I've gone through it, right? So, no, I don't regret it at all. If you don't know your value, that man would know how, would not know how to weigh your worth. That's another thing that I learned. That man literally won't know how to treat you because you'll take whatever he he says you'll be confused about what you actually like and don't like because you determine that based on his preferences and his standards and not your own he will take you for granted because you don't literally you literally haven't given him another option you you've taken yourself for granted so he's going to take you for granted you can do all the things for him and he won't value it because you make it too easy for him to take you for granted so I learned a lot from my ex. Like I told you, I'm a fast learner. I did not need to repeat class. Like that relationship, mm-mm. I learned from it all I needed to know. Let me tell you. And um, that was, you know, and then Toba passed and then God called me. And that's when I really started this work. And um, that's how, that's how I got to where I am now. But my ex also taught me some good things. Um, I want to make sure, you know, I keep saying it. I, I'm trying to make sure the skills are balanced. He taught me some good things. Because we are actually now, we, me and him are on good terms. Um, I've moved on from the whole thing. I'm just sharing it with you because I know it's going to help you. But I share this as well to let you know that you're not on this journey alone, sis. Okay. You, please don't think you're alone. And if you're listening to this and you know a friend that's struggling, that's heartbroken, that needs some clarity, is confused, please share this with her. Please. Um, and this is why I started the Dating to Marry program as well, to make sure that you have the blueprint on how to attract, date, and marry the right man. So you don't have to go through the pitfalls that come from bad relationships. So some good points of the relationship were mostly in the early days. I learned through that experience 
that how a relationship starts is very important. We move too quickly. That is never recommended. Um, there's a difference between moving quickly and moving with speed. When you're moving with God, you're moving with speed. And this is what I teach the to marry clients. And I've seen the manifestation happen with my clients. They've been married within a year. Some clients, you know, have, have literally dropped relationships. I never tell you what to do. I just show you how to know the next step for yourself. And I've seen clients just come to sessions. I'm like, so you know, I'm out of that relationship. That wasn't me. That was them based on the processes I laid down for you in dating to marry. So that program really helps you in this regard. Um, I also learned that a relationship starting, progressing, and how it's ending may look completely different, but they're all connected. I learned the importance of family because I realized that family is everything. And I relied on them a lot during this period, especially Toba. Um, my mom was there, but there's this connection with a sibling that I can't really explain. But if you're close to your siblings, you would understand. And I grew closer to my brother during this period because the breakup with my ex allowed Toba and I to bond in a different way. We started talking about our relationships to get, um, you know, our intimate relationships. We started sharing about it even before the breakup as I was dating my ex. Toba and I were talking about it. Um, Toba literally would check in on me to make sure I was okay after the breakup because he knew how much I cared about the sex. We both started talking about our relationships a lot more. I would know about his relationships. And I really valued that because my brother passed away at a very young age. So there was no time for us to be able to have that experience. He passed away at a young age. Um, and there was that opportunity wasn't presented to us to be able to grow in that angle in your 20s, in your 30s, and so on and so forth. So that all had to happen in a very condensed period. And my ex afforded my brother and I that opportunity to bond in that way. And, I, and I'm grateful for that. Okay. I would literally do everything again just for that. Because like I said, when you lose someone you love, every second becomes infinitely valuable. And I appreciate that because, you know, Toba transitioned shortly after the relationship ended. I also learned I'm very financially savvy. <laughs> Trust me, I didn't know I had the skills, but because of that relationship, I learned how to save money. I learned that I was very resourceful. I learned that if I put my mind to something, I am very aggressive when it comes to finding a way around it. So my ex taught me that. Um... So yeah, he taught me a couple of things. I also learned from him what a healthy relationship doesn't look like. And it definitely wasn't us. That was the hardest to swallow, but I learned. It also taught me that it may feel good, but that doesn't mean it's good for you. So if you're in a relationship that feels good, it doesn't mean it's good for you. I learned what I would no longer tolerate. I don't tolerate disrespect, being taken for granted, overstretching myself. Definitely no longer options for me. And I show my dating to my clients and my wife and my sisters how to do this because it will affect the kind of men that are attracted to you. But I believe because of the events that followed the end of that relationship, I changed a lot as a person. The loss of Toba did a number on me. Like, it did a number on me. And I'm still recovering from that loss and I will do so for the rest of my life because that is the nature of grief. But... After he died, I started evaluating relationships differently. I became more protective of my space. I started dating for marriage. I learned how to develop self-confidence. And I started the journey of uncovering my value and leading with my worth. 
and it has completely transformed my experience with men. This is why I now have the Dating to Marry program, where I show you how to date, attract, and marry the right man. And it's also why I have the Wife and Waiting membership to keep you accountable through that process and show you how to date like a wife. So this was my first heartbreak. Showed me how strong I was as a woman, how to learn to navigate my own power, and how I want to be supported as a partner in a relationship, and how I can support my partner healthily. My ex may be your ex in terms of the experiences are so similar or your current partner. The truth is, if you don't know how to value yourself, don't expect others to value you. And if you are valuing yourself, don't allow them not to value you. Even professionally, in friendships, all kinds of relationships, this one point is paramount. Was my ex a bad person? No. We're just in a bad relationship, and that's because we both didn't start off the right way. We moved too quickly. We ignored a lot of flags that we could have stopped and discussed. When I say flags, I didn't say red. I didn't say green. I just mean flags. Flags are pivotal points in relationships that force you to reconsider whether or not it's the best option for you both to keep moving forward. So it's an opportunity to grow. We discussed, we, did, we, did, we dismissed them, we didn't discuss them. I didn't understand what I wanted and needed and how to not overextend myself in the relationship. I was confused and I was naive about dating. But he wasn't a bad person. I want to reestablish that. He was also not solely responsible for how the relationship ended. I did my part and I did it very well. I was insecure, I struggled a lot with my need for attention and validation, and I asked from him what I should have known how to give myself. So we weren't a very good combination. This relationship was a huge learning curve for me, and I took a break from dating after it, but that was mainly because I lost Toba, and the emotional toll of losing him didn't put me in the space to date anyone at that time. And I'm glad I was responsible enough to realize that because I definitely didn't want to rebound. I didn't want to make anybody else pay for what had happened based on my last relationship at that time. Does this mean this is how your own relationship could play out? No. This is just my experience. Does this also mean my ex and I couldn't have worked it out? No. I'm sure we could have, but at that time, it was basically not possible. I'm trying to get you to understand something. Dating isn't linear. It's a question of time and circumstance. The circumstances at the time of your relationship and how you respond to them as a couple and as individuals will determine the next steps you both are able and available to take. And that's what I learned from my first heartbreak. Dating to marry is opening soon. And I hope you become another client and show how to date to marry so you don't experience recurring breakups and constantly feeling stuck. This experience is fine if it's happened to you once, but if it becomes a pattern, it's not fine, okay? I'm always happy to help you get clarity and move forward. And that's why the Dating to Marry program is a 12-week process to achieve this. And it brings such joy to my heart. When I learn my clients are married, they're mothers, and I'm learning not to step into toxic relationships. I just finished, you know, at the time of this recording, I spoken to a wife in waiting, a former wife in waiting sister that is now engaged. I love getting news like that. I love hearing from my clients. In the, in the past year, I've had clients reach out to me that they're getting married, they're having, you know, they're pregnant, they, they have given birth. I love that. Okay, I, I absolutely adore the fact that I'm able to witness that transformation. If you want to be involved in dating to marry, all the details are in the show notes. It takes a lot for you to be able to realize that, you know what, I need help. And that is the first step. So if you're ready to actively walk this path 
I'm here to guide you. I talk a lot more about how I came to God during this period in my YouTube video, sharing my salvation story. I'll share the link in the show notes as well. But here's what you can do, me, do for me. Do me a favor. And if you've listened this far, I want you to send me an email at tulu.com sharing your own heartbreak experience. I want to hear what you experienced and how you healed from that experience. Finally, I will say this. I knew I healed from my heartbreak when I no longer felt any emotion towards my ex. Literally, I'm indifferent. There was no longer any anger, hurt. I didn't, like, I'm literally indifferent. It was a journey to get to that point, but I got there. And I want you to know you can also get there. Just start that process today. You know, what I did was I broke all contact. I literally, I, I, I blocked all access points. And my wife and wife and waiting sisters know I say block and delete. It's a mantra, it's a motto, and it's very effective, by the way. So that's what I did. I broke all contacts with him, allowed me, it allowed me to think, it allowed me to heal, it allowed me to process. And I also reevaluated my relationships, my standards, my boundaries. Um, I started helping, I, I, I fell in love with my purpose, which is helping women like you get clarity on dating to attract their husbands. And it helped me channel my, emotions in a positive direction and detox emotionally so what i want you to do is to start the process by focusing on your purpose finding your purpose if you have if you don't know it yet finding your purpose if you do know it focus on it support your family and friends start an activity that will help you detox and heal it looks different for different people but when you get this going the healing process becomes organic and inevitable it starts to happen by itself and you'll start attracting quality men that represent what you do desire in marriage but if you know you need help, then take the help. And I'm here to support you through dating to marry. Now, I want you to know that healing is possible for you, just like it, what it, it happened for me. And I share this story to help you know it's possible to move on and up after a heartbreak you didn't expect to happen. I've seen it happen, obviously, in my life and in a number of my clients. And sis, I want you to know it's possible for you too. So, that's the end of this episode. But don't forget, if you want me to share more personal stories moving forward, do like this podcast. Tag me at Fan the Flame by sharing a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and let me know what, what point resonated with you. And I'll post your, um, I'll post your screenshots um, on Instagram. Also, comment below and let me know what part resonated with you. Please share it with a sister that you know is dealing with a heartbreak right now. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you know when I'm sharing more stories and we do have a lot planned ahead. Now, do me a favor and make sure that you are on the dating to my list because I have a lot of gems I'm sharing with you on there. Until next time, have a lovely day. Bye.